This is three women and a bottle of wine. Three friends. Three former TV reporters. And one bottle of wine. We're delving into whatever interests us. News, not news, it's what affects our lives because it's probably affecting yours too. I'm Kim Inslee. I'm Lynn Melling. And I'm Julie Barkey. And now on with the pod. We are at Red Rabbit, fabulous dining establishment in the North Loop in Minneapolis. We'd like to thank them for being great our, uh, food, great drinks. Oh, it's fabulous. And we'd like to welcome our guest, Lucia Yes. She is the owner of Yes Yoga, which is in the Whittier neighborhood of Minneapolis. Um, full disclosure, her full name is Lucia Yes Melling. So she's my sister-in-law. Aww. And to be I honest, so and she's so freaking cute. I have <laughs> she's amazing. She's and got I, the best sweater on. I don't know it's how awesome. my brother got so lucky. I'm just Aww. gonna be honest with that. Okay, so. Blushing. <laughs> so Lucia, one of the many reasons why we wanted, we wanted to have you on as one of our first guests is we're kicking off this podcast on Memorial Day weekend. It's the start of the summer road trip season. We wanted to talk about the outdoors. And you grew up basically in the Boundary Waters. Your dad dragged you up there when you were in diapers. Officially. Accurate. And I also did that with my kid. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. How old was Arthur when you took him to the Boundary Waters? Arthur was uh, about nine months and I was pregnant. So, yeah. It was more yeah. power to you. And they can't really <laughs> run away at that age. It so actually was perfect. Helpful. Yeah, it was perfect. So... First question, so how does, because we wanted to kind of start in that outdoorsy place, so what, how does that exposure to the wilderness inform your approach to life and to your yoga practice? So why, why are the outdoors important to you? So in general, I think most people from Minnesota and actually the more I like travel around, the more I recognize outdoors are really important for most people's mental well wellness. Um, having time to not only step outside, be in trees, feel what it's like to be unplugged, but also to connect with their own interests and senses. So I think one thing that I always take away when I'm outside a lot is I actually tap into, wow, what does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Um, and oftentimes in our you know, chosen places, even in our home spaces, our senses start to get eliminated. And so I think that's what I love about camping so much is you are spot, you know, you're very aware of the present moment because you're like, all right, I need to eat this very moment and it's going to take me 10 minutes to gather wood and to find, you know, someone who will start the fire and or if that's my job. Or um, find a bathroom. Or find the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like everything has like intentionality with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the most simply put like the connection to my senses which inevitably brings me to my present moment and i think most of us strive to find that to try to reconnect with our senses not everybody does appreciate camping especially boundary water style camping i love it though you love it we'll talk about that offline later but for people who aren't really that's not their jam what how, how do they gain that perspective? How can they reconnect with their senses? What are some of your recommendations or things that maybe you've experienced that you can pass along? I love that. That's a great question. Yeah, because the reality is not everyone's on board with, you know, putting clothes in a backpack and running away in nature for even a night. Um, but I, I love this city so much because people are running and biking and playing outside and jumping in lakes. And so I think there is 
already even in a city environment, more connection to nature. Um, so that helps um, city, city life. Uh, but also I feel cooking has a really beautiful component to present moment, right? You're smelling the senses, you're oftentimes tapped into the taste of things a little bit more. Um, so I feel like cooking, cleaning, the things that we do on a regular basis um, that I think as humans we actually really, really need to do to feel connected to ourself, sleeping, um, taking a shower, right? The moments where you have a second to yourself, especially as parents, because um, a lot of these, I would assume listeners are taking, taking the family north. Um, <laughs> the things that you are doing for yourself to maintain some kind of well-being, take a moment in that, in that state. Do you find that we overstimulate ourselves too much? So in the city, there's all this activity going on. You've got music, you have our attention spans are growing shorter by the minute i think mm. um last fall i was in my home state of oregon and and we drove up uh the mountain outside of my city and we got out of the car and it was a silence that i have not heard since i was a child there was no sound whatsoever yeah. and it was the most delicious thing so do we need and maybe it's through your yoga practice do we need those moments where there is no stimulation whatsoever. It's just you floating through space. Absolutely, I think so. So one of my favorite styles of yoga is called yoga nidra, um, or yin, or restorative, you know, these slower, very restful states of being. Um, and especially city, living in a city, right? There's all these wonderful restaurants that you're like, oh, I should go check that out. <laughs> um, and these components are that feeling of should um, oftentimes makes, at least myself, speaking from that context, makes me feel like, oh, I got to keep going and doing and being um, something other than the rest or the taking it in or the pause. Um, so trying out different styles of yoga could be really beneficial, especially for those people who tend to strive or tend to do, um, or tend to want to continue on and keep going with you know, creativity things. It's great, but we need pauses. So Lucia, you were talking earlier about some things that we can do to reconnect with our senses. Mm -hmm. You did bring up cleaning, which by the way is probably more <laughs> of a sense of frustration for me than anything else. <laughs> but it harkens back to this idea of DIY mindfulness, which for a lot of people is hard to do because there's always something that has to get done. Mm -hmm. yeah. What kind of advice can you give to, to our podcast listeners? who are not experiencing silence right now because they're listening to us. But what can they do to kind of reconnect in a real broad, in a real broad way? I love it. Well, and that's, that is a great question. Like, do we have to be silent to be mindful? You know, I, I don't know if we do. Um, and I, I don't know if the reality is we're going to have a lot of silence in our life, right? There's for sure the joy of having um, those moments, like Kim was just saying, of stepping out and be like, I hear crickets. Um, I see fireflies. Oh, I feel mosquitoes. I feel mosquitoes. Yeah, I feel like that's why we are not, you know, always loving the camping environment. But for me, that's very nostalgic. I, I really connect to that. But the reality is it's not going to be our daily routine. And so for, for myself, I always want to find, like you were explaining, these DIY or these moment-to-moment -moment moments where I can feel... Again, connected to my senses, to the now, and to not have to ride the roller coasters of the constant doing 
or that list that feels like it's ticking away um, but not getting the check marks that would make me feel more relaxed. Um, maybe, maybe we don't need the quiet always. And we know science points to how important this is, and yet so many people don't embrace it. Mm -hmm. What are some of the repercussions that you maybe have seen with some people who come to your practice? That's a great question. So going back to these other styles of yoga, I feel um, we have seen a huge boost in restorative and our yin practices. It's almost half of what we are offering right now because more people want just the slow-paced practice. Um, and it's coming from this lineage of less is more. So the Chinese word um, is effortless effort, roughly translated, where you're, we're here, we're engaged, we're putting in effort, but it has this sense of ease or um, not maybe attachment to the outcome. Uh, that we are, that we're here, we can be present, and then we're going to go on to the next thing that we're doing, and we're not like, oh, should I have said that like that, or <laughs> you know, and have those like kind of guilt or shame components, just like, yep, that's what it is, and keep on, keep on moving with what that naturally is flowing for you in sure. that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I okay. So when I first met Lucia, I was super skeptical because I'm a skeptic, and I thought nobody can be this calm and cool and collected all the time. And I've known you now for 10 years and you're, you always are that way. Even when you're running a business, so your yoga business has just grown like wildfire. You were, um, I'm going to brag here a little bit, recognized as the best place to do yoga in the Twin Cities in 2017 by City Pages. Um, how do you, as you're doing all of that, still maintain kind of that sense of balance? Good question. Oh my gosh, that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to put you on the spot. Um, I also feel very lucky to know you for 10 years <laughs> for the fact that I have wonderful people to bounce bounce off my life with, right? Because I I, I'm also a very communal person and I, I get fed by community. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the beautiful part of having this extrovert quality is that I get to check in with other people who I'm inspired by. And so sometimes these things feel like, whoa, I get to use that quote unquote busy um, language. But really what it is, is it's all in service for for the greater good, and that's what always fills me the best. Can I ask you this then? Because you obviously have a lot going on, and, and that seems at odds with this idea of the yoga practice and being mindful and whatnot. And we are talking about vacation time too. Mm -hmm. Summer is upon us. So Americans are doers. We do and we do and we do. We don't use our vacation time, and it's just crazy. So what is that doing to us? That's a great question. I actually, um, so the other interesting thing about U.S. culture, I think, is that we we vacation, but when we vacation, it is, you know, a week long, and we are still doing. And you, you need a vacation and from you your vacation. Right, 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 exactly. You're like, I didn't see all these things at these places. Um, and I think going back to the initial question, that's why being outside is so wonderful, because you're most likely not going to haul a million toys and gadgets and things on these trips, um, especially if you're hiking in or canoeing into some of the locations. Um, and I would also say taking more of this that staycation idea or taking a random Wednesday off to break up your work week continues to make, at least for our household, really feel full um, of time together. Because 
both uh, my partner Dave and I just have weird schedules. We are a Monday through Friday kind of group. Um, but what we do is we take random holidays, you know, on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And it just makes it feel a little less like our work is our main focus. Um, but it's really an added to what stimulates us, right? Because we want to be stimulated. We want to be excited. We want to be creative. But yeah, to what degree do do we get taxed from it? I think that's a great question. All I know is as I'm listening to the two of you over there, Kim, you and I are going to be crashing some family functions, aren't we? (laughs) She actually, she did some yoga at a Christmas holiday. It was a Christmas day. Really? Yes, and we needed it. So family (laughs) gatherings at my house get a little bit stressful that's better than having a doctor in the family (laughs) no it's i i think having someone who knows how to whip out yoga after christmas dinner is one of the best gifts a person can have i'd agree with that (laughs) we've lucked out yeah okay should we take a little break here i think it is time and when we come back we have for you our final flight Three Women and a Bottle of Wine is supported by 515 Productions. 515 Productions is a video production business with base camps in Minneapolis and Des Moines, Iowa. Ian, who's so great, and his crew understand the art of creative storytelling, and they know how to make video look really, really good. Learn more at 515productions.com. Our logo was created by Leah DeSaltz, a creativity guru offering art workshops to everyone from business executives to book clubs because we all have untapped creative potential just waiting to be unleashed. You can find her contact information on our website. You can stay up to date on our podcast by checking out our website, threewomenandabottleofwine.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you'll find behind-the-scenes photos and, of course, much, much more. Be sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back at the Red Rabbit and we are with Lucia Yes Melling. She is the owner of Yes Yoga Studio. Lucia, it's time for our final flight. And I want to know, given that you are the yogi at the table, is there a yoga pose that you just can't master? Absolutely. Um, There are a lot, actually. Uh, The one at the moment is um, there's this really awesome pose on your forearms where your legs pop up overhead and you're just hanging out on your forearms and I cannot do it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. (laughs) Normie. Yeah. I can't even visualize it, let alone do it. (laughs) Okay, so it is a summer vacation upon us what is your vacation destination of choice for the summer I have two I so I feel so lucky um my great grandfather um had one of the first cabins on Cross Lake um and so I feel really lucky it's like this old little um house with no running water it's like a proper Minnesota cabin um it has a pump um and it's it has that same quality of it just takes work to like camping to go there but afterwards you always feel so grateful for your washer and dryer and then (laughs) and I think gratitude is also a really great thing for mindfulness um and I wanted to just like link that in um so there's no wi-fi no wi-fi um but there is definitely a mansion right next door that does so if you really needed it you can just steal it from the neighbor (laughs) is this like full-on outhouse the whole wow I'm impressed I know it's grandfathered in and no way would that still exist 
on that beautiful lake. Um, and then um, my husband's family has a lake that I house that I also love being on, um, mainly because it's just cousins and playtime and diving docks and watching the kids. Can chew. I add a moment of kinship? Because I had a best friend when I was growing up, and her parents had a house on the lake that had an outhouse. So we, we as 13-year-olds, we were allowed to go up there by ourselves, the two of us. And uh, there were cows in the meadow, and our favorite thing, that we would go down in the meadow, and we would sing to the cows, <laughs> and then we would go back to the cabin and just talk, and yes. it was the greatest thing, and there were no adults there, and it was awesome. That awesome. is mindfulness right there. Yeah, That's talk actually person. singing to the cows. Yeah. Yes. Love to sing to cows. Okay, so I last last question. Um, you are perfect. <laughs> Sick, like <laughs> sickeningly so. Uh, no, just kidding. Nope. And again with a cute sweater. <laughs> so, what is a bad habit you would like to break? So, um, definitely timing. I I tend to run late, um, and if you are outside the yoga studio and I'm not there, stay. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I just I actually was saying. I um, once read an article that people who are oftentimes late are optimists, um, so I'm going to blame it on that. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Lucia, yes, Melling, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. And thank you to Red Rabbit for being Mm -hmm. our wonderful hosts. And uh, thank you, dear listeners. This is Three Women and a Bottle of Wine, and we'll catch you next time. And we're going to put a picture of Lucia's cute sweater on our Facebook page. Thank you, thank you. I And the rest of cute Lucia as well. <laughs> <laughs>Coming up next time on Three Women and a Bottle of Wine, you saw him on Top Chef and on any given night, you might see him at one of his Twin Cities area restaurants. Justin Sutherland is one of the hottest chefs in town and we've got him. Learn about Justin's groundbreaking restaurants. One features karaoke and boozy slushies. Who doesn't love that? and why you should never follow the recipe, and also what scares him the most in the kitchen. And also Justin's top two Minnesota moments and his take on diversity in the kitchen. That was really interesting, and that is next week on Three Women and a Bottle of Wine.